0: Hey everyone, and welcome to another series where we're going to be covering some of the books. And today's book is going to be Shatterpoint. Now this is a book all about Mace Windu, and it takes place between Episode 2 and Episode 3. There's tons of really interesting stuff in here, so let's get started with today's video, which is going to be about Yoda's first lesson from Mace Windu. Now, I'm going to first start off by saying, perhaps Anakin's greatest weakness and strength was the same thing. His attachment towards those that he loved. Now, attachment is a very powerful emotion that can form wonderful positive bonds, but if it becomes too intense, it can lead to obsession. And if someone can wield the force, that can very quickly become especially dangerous as we all know with where it took him. Therefore, attachment can easily become obsession, and obsession can easily turn to madness. And from there, we can say you'll end up in the dark side. So because of how dark and destructive the consequences of attachment can be, it is the very first lesson the Jedi attempt to teach their infant younglings, including baby Mace Windu. The following is an excerpt from Matthew Stover's Legends book, Star Wars Shatterpoint. Mace Windu has returned to the planet of his origin, Harun Kal in his search for his former student. Now, this is a Jedi Master who may have fallen to the dark side on her last mission to his home world. As he returns to Harun-Kal for the third time in his life, counting when he was born, Mace struggles with his attachment towards his former apprentice, so he begins to think back to the very first lesson that Yoda taught him. Let's read the excerpt, and then we can talk about it. The sole planet of the Al-Har system. Harun-Kal is the name given to it in the language of the indigenous human population, the Kurunai. It translates to basic as above the clouds. From space, the world appears to be oceanic, with only a few green-topped islands rising from a restless, multicolored sea. But this is deceptive. The sea that these islands punctuate is not liquid, but an ocean of heavier than air-toxic gases, which plume endlessly from the planet's innumerable active volcanoes. Only on the mountaintops and the high plateaus can oxygen-breathing life survive, and not on many of these, unless they rise far above the cloud sea, They're vulnerable to Harunkal's unpredictable winds, especially during Harunkal's brief winter, when the Thakiz Bakal, the downstorm, blows. The wind can whip the thick cloud sea high enough to scour low lands free of oxygen breathers within hours. Its capital, Pelek Ba, is located on the sole inhabitant landmass, the plateau known as the Karunal Highland and is the largest permanent settlement on this primarily jungle-covered planet. The indigenous humans live in small seminomatic tribal groups called Gosh and avoid the settlements, which are maintained by offworlders of a wide variety of species. The Korunai lump all offworlders and settled folk under the somewhat contemptuous category of Balawi, or in other words, down folk. There's a long history of unorganized local conflicts. This doesn't help. I can't fit what I know of harun Kal into a guidebook description. Too much of what I know is the color of the sun flash and the smell of the wind off grandfather's shoulder. The silken ripple of a grasser's undercoat through my fingers. The hot, fierce sting of an Akdog's force touch. I was born on Kal, far back in the Highland. I am a full-blooded Korun. A hundred generations of my ancestors breathed that air and drank that water, ate the fruit of that soil and were buried deep within it. I've returned only once, 35 standard years ago, but I have carried that world with me. The feel of it. The power of its storms. The upswelling tangle of its jungles. The thunder of its peaks. But it is not home. Home is Coruscant. Home is the Jedi Temple. I have no recollection of my infancy among the Kurunai. My earliest memory is of Yoda's kindly smile and enormous gentle eyes close above me. It is still vivid. I don't know how old I might have been, but I am certain I could not yet walk. Perhaps I was too young to even stand. In memory, I can see my plump infant's hands reaching up to tug at the white strangles of hair above Yoda's ears. I recall squalling, shrieking like a wounded glow bat, as Yoda prefers to describe it, as some kind of toy, a rattle it might have been, bobbed in the air just beyond my grasp. I recall how no amount of shouting, screaming, howling, or tears could draw that rattle one millimeter closer to my tiny fist. And I recall the instant I first reached out for the toy without using my hands, how I could feel it hanging there, and I could feel how Yoda's mind supported it, and a whisper of the Force began to hum in my ears. The next lesson, Yoda had come to take the rattle away, and I, with my infant's instinctive selfishness, had refused to release it, holding on with both my hands and all I could summon of the Force. The rattle broke, to my infant mind, a tragedy like the end of a world, for that had been Yoda's way of introducing the Jedi law of non-attachment. Holding too tightly to what we love will destroy it and break our hearts, as well. So this is pretty cool. Heartbreak is the Jedi's first lesson. The Jedi try to condition their younglings from infancy to embrace non-attachment. And it seems kind of mean actually. You know, he's kind of like taunting this toy in front of baby Mace Windu. And then all of a sudden it breaks and poor baby Mace was probably crying. Now perhaps they're hoping if they learn this lesson so young it'll stick on some subconscious level or something. I don't know how you guys feel about this but I think the Jedi were a little bit too attached to the idea of non-attachment. Instead they should have encouraged it but then learn to meditate and think calmly during heartbreak or moments of fear for those you love, like how Anakin was supposed to bring balance to the Force. The Jedi could have found a balance between non-attachment and crazy obsession, but I feel like they were so afraid of anything that might make them have some sort of emotion outside of just being plain yogurt, that they just sort of became these robotic dogs. And in the end, they were just adhering to what the Senate was telling them to do for the Republic. For democracy! But anyways, we know only a Sith deals in absolutes, but in some ways it seems like Jedi kind of deal in absolutes too. They really think there's only one way to do something, when really there isn't. I think Qui-Gon was a revolutionary Jedi, and I even think Dooku was as well, but of course he went kind of crazy and went to the dark side fully. Whereas Qui-Gon stayed in the light, but he listened more to the Force. He wasn't persuaded and swayed so much like the Jedi were to follow the cries of the Republic. May said they were peacekeepers, but in actuality, they really were soldiers, which is something that Ahsoka comes to learn as to how civilians view the Jedi in Clone Wars Season 7. And now I know Trace and Rafa weren't the most popular amongst you guys, and hey, they were kind of boring even when I was watching it, but it did show you some things that we weren't able to see otherwise with how the civilians, how the public, viewed the Jedi. And this really played into how Anakin was starting to view them too. And it really allowed me and helped me to understand exactly where he was coming from. I mean, it's not like I didn't already, but it just helped me even more. So what are you guys' thoughts about this? Please let me know in the comments below. Do you think the Jedi were just a bit too attached to the idea of non-attachment? And this is a bit of a discourse. Do you think they should have allowed Anakin to actually go back and find his mother? Because he was going to do it anyways, and look what happened. They could have avoided that whole thing if they just someone believed in attachment a little bit, and how to deal with it. I think Qui-Gon would have been the father that Anakin needed. But, then again, this video is about Mace Windu and Yoda's teachings. But, as always, it leads us into a different conversation, and that's the whole fun of it. Hope you have an awesome day. See you in the next one. Until then, remember, the Force will be with you, always.